Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, Bueller. Bueller, Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. April 18th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, wow. 1450 AM. I am TJ Walker. That was Nick Roush. This is Justin Kaler. That's right. What do you, what do you want from me? Hey, hey. How's everybody doing? Great. It's Monday. Start of the week. Happy Happy, yeah, Monday, Monday stink, but I hope everybody had a great Easter. Hope you two fellas had a good weekend. That goes for all the listeners as well. Hope everybody's doing great. Ugly way to start the week, cold, rainy, not nice, uh, but all things considered, pretty good weather weekend, and it's going to be really nice later this week. So all that's good stuff. You know we love talking about the weather here on Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush, how was your weekend, big guy? It was uh, it went well. We went up to uh, the Buckeye State to hang out with some family for Easter, and uh, Duke, Duke had a ball. It, you know, I uh, the the Uncle Nick playtime. It gets I, I wouldn't say rough, but you know, I'm I'm feeling it a little bit afterwards. The, the back, you know, and I, I was on a seesaw yesterday, some, so I, I felt like I got a bunch of squats in. Uh, you, but all in all, a, a great time. Sorry to interrupt. Did you end up ever seeing Saul? Um, I did see Saul. Or Saul 2. And I guess I did see Saul 1. But after 3, I was done. You and Moe's used to see Saul all the time. All the time. All the time. 
<laughs> I, I will say though, to, I, I, I did find some time to play the ponies all day Saturday. That, that was kind of, uh, you know, you can do a little bit of juggling. There's, you know, babies napping uh, in between Easter egg hunts. So, you know, I, I, I played the ponies and I broke even, which is a, a great day if you ask me. I'm curious, TJ, I want to hear all about your weekend, uh, in particular, the nightmares that you're going to be giving your nieces and nephews for years and years to come. Well, I, I've had a feel. I mean, it's no, this was not a surprise. I've, I've turned into like the person that has to dress up in the family. and Which is great. That's a hell, uh, heck of a fun responsibility. Yeah. my The only issue was how it unfolded that like now it's going to be me every time. Cause I said, yes, the one time. Yes. Obviously I don't mind doing it. And if it means I do it or nor nobody does it, I'd much rather me do it because the kids like it and it's cute and it's fun and it makes for good pictures. And I'm, I'm happy to do it. But yes, I was the Easter bunny coming off just a four month stretch uh, being the family Santa Claus as well. Luckily I did not get roped into any St. Patrick's day festivities, but uh, looking forward to my Fourth of July Uncle Sam well, costume here. J- Johnny would have to be the St. Patrick's Day leprechaun. Wow, <laughs> love it! A pot shop to start the week at my brother's expense. What a beautiful, beautiful way to start the show. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. Suck it, Johnny. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun. It was great seeing everybody. I was the Easter Bunny. It was one of the creepiest costumes I'd ever seen. My cousin actually had bought it. Uh, it was a little snug. It was a little tight. Easter Bunny needs to. Hit the gym a little bit. Easter Bunny was sucking wind on the trampoline, doing some bunny flips. But uh, it was a great Easter. It was great seeing the entire family, and uh, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. And shockingly, the Easter Bunny was a little hungover this year. Supposedly, yeah, yeah. I, see, and that that was part of my question. So, uh, some of it is a you you spent a few days on a booze, little, little boozing with the boys in lexington and then you're flipping in a trampoline with a mascot head on i i just hope that the kids aren't going to remember that because if i saw the easter bunny's head fall off i would at an impressionable age i might never see the easter bunny ever again watching the replay of it i definitely could have probably held the head on but you could hardly see in that costume so doing my little flip routines um, I didn't want people also to witness the Easter Bunny breaking his neck. Yeah, that would be having worse. to be put down on the spot. <laughs> Bring out the curtains and the shotgun. The Easter Bunny's not making it to May. Um, but no, it, it, it was fun. Uh, I still have it. I wanted to immediately puke after all of that, but it was uh, it was a nice day. And Lexington was a blast. We 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 certainly had our fair share of adult beverages. Um, but we did go to bed at like, I don't know, a little after midnight ish around that oh, time. So nice. We weren't, we didn't, we did not close down the Lexington bars. That's but a very much a old man. I've been drinking since noon. Like, let's just, let's go to bed, guys. Well, I was, I was pretty impressed with our stamina and maybe just speaking for myself. But it, we, it was a it was a blast. Lexington, Keeneland, they remain undefeated. Of course, like the Louisville dorks, Keeneland overrated get out more if you think keeneland's that great you may not like horse racing or you may not like gambling you may not love even having to dress up 
you just don't see you see maybe two people out of twenty thousand that are upset at Keeneland. That's a pretty sweet ratio. Everybody's just happy. Everybody's walking around. They're in a good mood. I lost my face off Roush just because I never win betting on horse races and uh, cashed my first ticket, which ended up being an exacta, but um, I ended up I, I pushed. So like I, I won like two dollars, but at least it was cashing a ticket. And then after that, I was just trying throwing. Yeah, you're stuff. fishing. Yeah, I was going for big paydays and stuff like that, and, and couldn't hit. Although we had a show parlay, there there were so many things from this like bachelor party. And again, we're all old men. Each bachelor party, you know, is just like one closer to probably the last one. I mean, I guess that's technically with anything in life. But like we know that the sun is setting on our bachelor party days are they have it has already set on our going out and being able to like, you know, do the stuff you were able to do when you were a little bit younger. And we're we've all come we've all come to peace with that. But this trip this weekend had like Six different things happened, which would have been like the memorable thing on a guy's weekend, but they all just started to happen like consecutively, consecutively. And most of them, not necessarily good things, but we hit them in trot and we were having a good time. We had the show parlay, Roush, go, I don't, I don't know what our initial investment was. I guess there was seven guys, eight guys, 20 bucks, so 140 or 160, somewhere around that. We got it up to a thousand, maybe just a little below it. Oh wow! Um, wow! Yeah, we were on fire. We didn't have to re up one time. We didn't yeah. lose, and, and the, it wasn't um, incredibly like I, I think there was a lot of second and third choices that hit. So if you were playing that, like at least hit the board. So if you played that way, you were going to make some money off of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't complete chalk. And, and we we were mostly going favorites or second or third favorites, but I think we had like a four or five to one in there that hit, which was nice. But um, this was our last race because we had a dinner reservation at 6.30 and I'll give them, I'll give them a free shout out. Shout out to Mama Tequila's in downtown Lexington. That was not around back when I was running around Lexington. That place was awesome. Food was awesome. The atmosphere was awesome. The service for like a big group of eight drunk guys, that was awesome. It was, it was a, they, it was recommended to us and it lived up to the hype. I was impressed by that place, but final race, we know that like, Hey, this is it. We won't have time to get to the next race. Cause we got to get everybody out of here, get checked mm-hmm. into the hotel, go out to dinner and stuff like that. We pick our horse at pretty much every time our horse was kind of coming from the back. This case was no different. And Wire to wire finish. It was the eighth race, Roush, and I don't, I don't think it was like I think we had the number three horse, but the fourth, third, and fourth place finish was like a photo finish, and they took forever to announce it. Oh, so here's this bachelor party, like in the stands, and you know the the gambling aspect of our trip is riding down to this. We all know we're leaving after this. We're all just waiting to see if we win or lose because that's like quite literally what's on the line, either. We all are getting our dinner paid for and pretty much this entire day paid for, or we lost 20 bucks and we will get no money. And they eventually came out. They never even showed the replay. They never showed a picture. That kind of steamed my biscuits a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, They showed a replay, but they didn't like hardly even zoom in. And then they only showed it once and that was pretty much it. But we lost, I guess by a nose, allegedly. They said our horse had come in fourth. The show parlay died. Like the... The people around us, 
knew what was going on. There was like an audible like gasp in our section when the numbers came on. And I was like, oh, and even even the strangers around us. Um, but they were probably happy that we got out of there because we were most likely being pretty annoying. But so then that's that. Yeah, and you know what you you know what you're telling me right now, TJ, is you're telling me that you went against Brad Cox in the featured race when that could have just been easy money, and you all would have lived like kings uh, was, throughout it, the city of Lexington. It was mentioned, by the way, uh, by me. Just saying, and now he's got three Derby horses. Tawny Port came in second in the Jeff Ruby Stakes, and uh, after winning the Lexington, is moving on to the Derby. Three Derby horses. For the level trainer just a year after he made his derby debut so he'll have the most in the field the kentucky derby field which is not entirely set you know because horses they can drop out they can but but there's no more prep races we know who's qualified who's left on the board um but yeah i, I just tj that was that was your time to shine and you know what you you could have been there but you, you didn't trust in cox Hey, don't you're acting like it was a dictatorship. It wasn't. Uh, opinions were were shared, and um, I think I know what y'all had the three horse, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that one in a in a little bit of action as well, and uh, Paco like nice Lopez horse. did not deliver for us. It was right there. I mean, yeah. it, I, in real time, I thought that horse lost. All my friends, I don't know, maybe it was just wishful thinking. Not all of them, but the majority of our friends thought that it had won. But we weren't even right on the finish line, so not when we all had been drinking. So, like, we had no idea. Um, but <laughs> they wouldn't. They really, I was like, you know, you always get that like still picture of like whose nose it is. We didn't get that, which or at least they didn't show it at Keeneland because I was I was certainly on the prowl to try to find it. I was curious how close it actually was because it. I was hoping maybe they just cash all tickets, you know. <laughs> Everybody party! Everybody's in. All right, so then we go out to dinner, or we go to the hotel, no issues there. We go to the dinner. Uh, it just felt good walking around Lexington on a pretty nice spring day in downtown. And uh, dinner dinner was great. Then Bachelor Boy kind of wanted to hit up just a few of the spots that were probably too old to go to now, but luckily it was like only like 8.30 or 9, so they were not crowded, but had to get a Wildcat beer. They don't have Wildcat beer anymore. What? Yeah, they have like $2, like, Natty Lights, which probably is just what the one dollar yeah, yeah Wildcat beer was. That was a little disappointing. I was like, "Can I get a damn Wildcat? inflation?" Thanks, I, Biden. I, no joke. This Wildcat was just it, it was just us. I mean, quite literally, just us. I'd never seen. I didn't really even know what that place looked like when it was dead empty. Um, but it was just us. I just went up and said, "I'll take a one dollar Wildcat beer, please." And the lady was like, "What? We the cheapest beer we've got are the two dollar Natties. Do you want that?" I was like, I'll take a two dollar natty, please. Uh, I thought it was. I thought the old one was Milwaukee's best. Was oh, uh, that was, the, I thought it was the beast. Be. Was what the Wildcat beer was, um, and nobody could notice what the taste is because it was just so bad. Mm -hmm. But you just drank it anyway because it was a dollar. It was a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm the that. I didn't know what it was, but I just knew it wasn't good. And uh, so then we kind of stick in the pavilion and for a little bit we pop over to redmond's now stagger in just to just to check it out it was also dead at least at this time it's early you know lexington bars don't get mm -hmm. kind of crowded until 11 or so and we were there long enough where it eventually kind of started to, to fill up a little bit and that's when we knew it was time to get out of there 
Although we knew it was time to get out of there because they politely asked us to make sure we got out of there. What? Yeah. You got kicked out. You got kicked out of Redmonds? Wow, that's a big weekend. Good job. So Bachelor Boy, it's tough to say. <laughs> it's tough to say who was in like the the roughest shape. There was a few different candidates, really, maybe just two, one of which the bat well, the Bachelor Boy had just been being fed drinks as a bachelor boy would do mm -hmm. you know so um they were under the impression that he was vaping inside the restaurant which he he was not um but somebody else in our group was so they came up and i they they did it like pretty smoothly but they just kind of like two guys came around him they're like hey we needed to talk to you outside real quick and the bachelor boy was, he was just like, okay, yeah, sure. And like, I could kind of see what was going on. I went up there and I was like, is he getting kicked out? And they were like, yeah, you're not allowed to vape inside. And I was like, well, he wasn't vaping. He was like, was it somebody in your group? And I was like, I have no idea, but it, it wasn't him. And they were like, well, I think it, he needs to go anyways. And as a matter of fact, if it was your just whole group vape and your whole, just go get every, you're like, y'all need to go. And I was like, okie dokie. <laughs> And I was like, well, uh, I, so like I was standing out there talking, uh, just kind of being a smart butt a little bit. But yeah. just like, I was like, you know, it wasn't him, though. Like, you should probably just kick out the person that it was if that's your all's rule. And he was kind of like, like, you see that? Like, you see how drunk he is? He needs to go anyways. Uh, and I was uh -huh. like, and, and he, he would not let us finish our drinks. Then they started, you know, they, 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 they wanted us out of there uh, big time. So, yes, got kicked out. That was great. And well, it, it's crazy though, because you all were you were the one that was uh keeping them afloat during the dead hours. Exactly. They yeah. should be thinking you. Oh, yeah. we played a game of credit card roulette for old time's sake. I lost, which was uh not fun, not 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 ideal, but it was fun. Oh. It's the thrill of doing that. And then so, like, you know, you would think, yeah, that we'll remember the bachelor party for getting kicked out of Stagger Inn. We're walking back to the hotel around this time. We may have popped in somewhere else, but mostly we're just walking. And hotel, that 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 arcade bowling place right across the street from Rupp, you know, that new place. I forget what it Lexington Live or whatever yeah. it's called. So uh, yeah. Never a been couple of us, a couple of us, not that we needed to be out any late or anything like that, but a couple of us were like, all right. Has anybody been inside this place? And everybody was like, no. And we were like, why don't we just grab one drink and just check it out? And hell, maybe we'd even get to like bowl a little bit if they were, if, if it wasn't too crowded. We go in there, very crowded, was impressed by the size of the crowd. The bowling people are like, it's going to be an hour before you could get on the lanes. And we were like, okay, we're definitely not going to wait an hour. But just in case it's sooner, we'll put our name in, we'll grab a drink, we'll finish the drink, and then we'll probably just leave. But before we can even, I swear, by like the time they ask for a last name for the reservation, we see some commotion over by Ooh. the bowling alley. And it's Ooh. just kind of some chirping back and forth. And we're like right already over there. Like our group kind of had spilled over to that area anyways, but it's all right there as is. Um, so then you kind of start to see like, uh-oh, something's about to go down. Certainly the beers playing a role in it i had found myself in the middle of it trying to play peacekeeper oh my gosh um i was doing like the thing that like bouncers do like where you just try to like not let the people see each other so they can kind of cool off and maybe just go in other areas and 
so I'm just like, hey, it's not you're all it's not worth getting in a fight. I don't know what's going on. Like people were kind of pushing each other at this point. And it was just like, Gary, right, come on. And nobody wants to get in a fight at Lexington Live on a Saturday night and go to jail over this stuff. And it was working, Roush. Like cooler heads were prevailing. Wow. And then the next thing you know is a uh, glass comes like oh. two feet from my head. And then I noticed that now, like as far as I can see throughout this whole place, there's like four different pockets of small fights breaking out. So that's naturally when I was like, I'm, I did all I could do or felt like I could do. I shouldn't even been involved. I shouldn't even been near it. But um, so I just, I stepped away and a massive, massive fight broke out. Huge. Oh. Probably one of the biggest fights. I, chairs being thrown, glasses, bottles being thrown. And we were, we were far out of harm's way by the, by the worst of it. But yeah. And then, so we were like, well, this seems like a good time to leave. And I, Lexington, you can't go two seconds without hearing a cop car or an ambulance as is. I think mm -hmm. every cop car and ambulance was making its way to that place. Like we had gotten back to our hotels and probably people had already fallen asleep and they were still arriving at Lexington Live. So uh, that was a, so it was just like different, huge thing happened after different, huge thing happened. And uh, everybody survived. Everybody made it, and everybody ended up having a, a great time. Great time, man. I'm I'm glad no one got injured in the the little bit of scuffle. Uh, it's it's not a trip to Lexington if there's not a little bit of a dumb drunken scuffle. Uh, man, and I also love that you got thrown out of Redmond's too. The it also was bizarre. I just was following along some of the the Snapchats and Instagrams and what have you. Really bizarre seeing that place with an empty floor and it's not just sticky and covered in sweat and discussing this. Yes. It, uh, and, and again, I, like I knew when it, like it didn't get, even when we were in college, you know, wouldn't those places wouldn't really get crowded till 11. So, right. And we, we, it was, it, we didn't really want to be around a ton of college <laughs> kids. Like, yeah, you, know, you didn't want to be the old guys in the room. Huh? Exactly. So, uh, by the, by the time they had asked, the bachelor boy and the party to make their way outside was when there was a line forming to get in. So it was actually a good time anyway. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that was the right time to, to move on with our evening as is, but it was a lot of fun. It was good seeing folks. And uh, yeah, Lexington, just a beautiful city. I, I, I just yeah. I also love that you have the level of guys hating on Keeneland because I admittedly, like I was doing that just to be a hater initially whenever people would like as a response to people talking trash about Churchill Downs, but you can't, you can't really hate on Keeneland, especially when it was a, a pretty day like Saturday. And it was, it was nice weather for Keeneland too, because you could wear the, the kind of suit coat and not be cold or, or not be too hot. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was great uh, weather for it. I just watching from afar, I got fired up because I'm going to Keeneland next weekend and it officially put me in mode for derby season. I, I'm I'm totally ready for derby. Uh, all, all I needed was a little bit of uh, just just scratch that itch, do a little bit of handicapping, and now I'm I'm ready to roll. I'm fired up. It's gonna be uh, gonna be exciting, exciting derby season. Yeah, it's great. And it, I would say maybe like if you're 
a Louisvillian trying to like rile somebody up, that'd be a good way to do it is like to bring up Keeneland. But I had a, uh, a Keeneland dog for the first time, Roush. I've had all the ingredients of a Keeneland dog at Keeneland, but never in that form. That was, that was good. Um, I could have gone for a little bit more burgoo, but I could have also just gotten a cup individually. If I, Ooh, maybe that's what I should have done is instead of like, putting the burgoo on the hot dog, put the hot dog in a cup of burgoo. Ooh, that would have been fun. Ah, it, it, it was, uh, and then like, it, it's always so crap. The thing that I think is most impressive about Keeneland is it's, I shouldn't say it's always crowded, but it's crowded most of the time when you're only basically open two months out of the year, mm-hmm. it's going to be crowded most of the time. They do just such a good job. Like, yes, you may wait five to ten minutes with a beer, but I've been to, like, UK athletic games where you've waited 20 minutes for an ice cream cone or yeah, yeah. a soft drink. They, they keep things moving there. Yeah, really I would like say there's flow, the, the, only, the only exception, there's one spot in the paddock that serves uh, liquor. And like, There's only, like, two of those, so those get a little backed up. But they have so many different places, like venues that you can – you know, you, you can go to your different spots if if you really need a drink. You don't have to. You can find shorter lines elsewhere. Is I guess what I'm saying. That's what that's what keeps things uh, moving along. Yeah, and I, I know exactly what spot you're talking about. And that's a really fun place to be. You can kind of see some of the horses. You see a lot of other people. Oh, it's great people watching. Yeah, but we were hanging out because our seats. We were hanging out on like the second or third floor restaurant indoor. I'm sure you've probably been there at least to the second floor one. Yeah, you 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 were you had seats. Nice. That is that's Keeneland in style right there. It was fun. We had like all eight or nine of us right in the same row. So like when we were the show parlay was cooking, you know, it was making for like fun high fives down the aisle and stuff like that. And, and then that second, that second floor bar was again, you know, five minutes at worst to be able to get a drink. And then you just walk out on that, those balconies that overlook. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the thing about Keeneland maybe. And that's one of the, I think the biggest difference between Keeneland and Churchill Downs is there's awesome places at Churchill Downs. There's a million awesome places. There's so many awesome places at Churchill Downs. I have probably not even seen 10% of them. But you always like need to flash a ticket or you've got to like, you know, you've got to be in the millionaire's row seats to be able to get a good view in that part of the of the stadium. Keeneland, yes, there are private parts uh, and there are very exclusive parts there. But just like the average general mission can just stumble around to so many different spots, Um, even if maybe you're not supposed to. People just generally don't care so much. And then. If you just have even a seat, you get access to even more. It's just it, it's sweet. I love it out there. Don't and maybe and I think part of it's also nostalgia plays a role. You think about all your fun college memories or before if you grew up in Lexington. And two, again, people are dressed nicely. They're they're friendly. It's beautiful backdrop and scenery, and you're get to you get to act like you know what you're talking about with horses for a little bit so that's always a good time but keelan remains undefeated or else you'll have a blast out there cannot believe justin's never been truly truly shocking i need to change that mm. need to change it sounds awesome <laughs> justin you're uh short on words today pal no i'm i've just been listening to your stories from lexington when, when have i had time to talk did you 
Did you get in any fights this weekend, Justin? Don't out of any bars? Uh, no. No, that is, uh never happened with me, nor will it. I am very submissive when I drink. I, that's the last thing I want to do is fight. You're very submissive? And I would oh, not wow. have. I Good definitely, enough. TJ, I will tell you, I definitely would not have stepped in in the middle of that bowling alley. Not a chance. Very brave of you. It turned in, obviously, to a much bigger thing than I thought. I definitely, in hindsight, shouldn't have done it. But luckily, nothing happened. Very lucky. It would have been really dumb to be like, yeah, we just popped into this place to get a drink, and now TJ got a glass thrown at the back of his head and needs to go to the hospital and get stitches. Mm. But I didn't think people were going to be throwing glasses. I did say that too, like to my friends on the way out. Just like, could you ever imagine being in a spot where you're just in public and you start like destroying property that's not yours? Like, how does that happen? Like, why do people? I, I it's just it's wild. Just the way some live their lives, you know, just being a uh, being aggressive. I've bet. Oh, and these and like once it started breaking out in all these different spots, these idiots were like, I bet there's probably, I mean, it's probably not so funny video. People, I think we're getting their, their poop rocked, if you know what I mean. But like these idiots were like going down the bowling alley, slipping and sliding, like trying to keep each other up while also punching each other in the face. And it's just like, what are you doing, you clowns? Oh man, that sounds like, like a, a movie bit where they're the the fight breaks out of the bowling alley and now they're slipping and sliding all over the place. And actually, there's a lot of comic value here. You know, you could ha- roll a ball down the lane and hit somebody. You know, like there, there's a lot of uh, fun little props you could do if this was uh, a movie and not real life dumbassery. Well, I'm sure there's probably videos somewhere out there, and for about 25 seconds, you saw this. Big old six foot dude putting his arms up, just trying to stop and intervene in between people, and then you just kind of see me step aside. Once that, it's like, oh, I think is that? Did I get some cranberry juice in the back of my head? What well, What would you have done if that glass would have hit you in the head, TJ? I gotta know. Hannah asked that. She's like, "What if you would have got?" She's like, "What if you would have gotten punched, or like if you did get hit by one of those classes, would you like fought somebody, or would you have like fought back?" I don't know. I mean, I, it's tough to say in that exact spot. I certainly would like to say right now, like I w- that would have been my realization of like, okay, this. Why would you even have gotten in it for two seconds to begin with? I'll step aside and be done with this. That's what I'd like to think I would have done had that happened. But who knows? I, I, I could have. What if I would have felt like it was like a punch or a cheap shot or something like that would I've gotten mad and felt like I needed to interact but I didn't even know whose side was on who in this like <laughs> it was really there there's so many different I don't know I have no I wonder what started it all I don't know if it was like uh somebody x showed up and or should who knows what the situation was but they definitely did not like one another um my buddy said that like a group of a couple people like like almost like hogtied a guy, not what? really tied him, but like picked him wow. up in that regard and like put him in like an elevator and just started like wailing on him so he couldn't like, you know, run away and stuff like that. It it supposedly got pretty well, not totally, <laughs> it got Gosh. it got out of, I mean, it, it certainly got out of control. I wonder if there were legal charges, people arrested, or if everybody just was able to scoot out of there. But it seemed like every Lexington police officer was in was at the place by the time we were already back to our hotel. But 
Well, just can't can't take the sports talker to Lexington without all hell breaking loose. I think it's probably just a reminder, and we just kind of since we were bouncing around so much, there is just so much shenanigans that happens in Lexington on an average probably Saturday or Friday night. Yeah. I didn't tell you about Friday. Oh, bum bum bum. Really, Friday was was comparatively uh, much lower key. Golfed, and then. Uh, we went out to the U of L Country Club and did some took some upper deckers, and then we, <laughs> and then we went to Vincenzo's for the first time. I'd never been there. Um, that place. Is ooh, sweet. ooh! I have a funny Vincenzo story. Uh, just oh. be, uh, so Brooke, when she was in college, would you know she'd be a host for some of these official visits, and she had never been to Vincenzo's either. And she was just a college kid and was just told, all right, you're going to take them out to dinner here. Did not know there was a dress code. So she showed up like a normal college athlete just wearing her like volleyball sweats. And they were like, oh, sorry, we can't. We have a dress code here. We can't let you eat in here. So they like set up a table for them in the hallway and made these kids eat in the hallway when they had their dinner. I could probably picture exactly where they're talking. Where that is. On their website, I looked up just to see like if they had a dress code and how strict it was because a couple of us were going to be coming from the golf course. And it did say, like, no shorts unless you want to eat in the bar area. And I was like, oh, so you're like – and I saw exactly like where the divide was once you get in Vincenzo's of like, I guess if they deem you worthy where you can sit, and if not, you have to stay in that auxiliary. Wow, Brooke, you got to – come on, get it together. Which is so funny that you can still just kick somebody into the – also, wouldn't it look worse if they're in? I, I don't know. I, 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 that's a great point, too, because that, like, that's where everybody's seeing them. But I guess they just really want to make sure. Like, they're just hey, publicly this what happens them. if you don't play by our rules. You get publicly shamed in the hallway. Oh, man. Silly. Absolutely It wasn't silly. really good, and the service was great, and I, I speak highly of that place as well. All right, uh, segment one done. We'll come back. We'll talk sports. Story time is over, but we are kind of in the thick of summer radio. But – uh, yeah, we had a good round of breaking news Friday once the show ended, though. So yeah, we do um, have plenty to get. There's some stuff to discuss. Absolutely, uh, we are. People kind of forget. Like I don't. I didn't watch hardly any NBA regular season. People forget NBA playoffs. Fun. Yeah, we did that for a long time too. We'll discuss that a little bit. Uh, Justin, somebody has a request out of you. I'm curious to hear your opinion of that. We'll get to that. Also, this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kale. confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? Kentucky Roll Call. I would rather listen to Walker and Roush than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 
96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your wet, rainy Monday morning. Make it better. Get yourself a sweet treat. Go to Thornton's. They've got delicious donuts. Big hit Thornton's Donuts this weekend. And it'll be a big hit at your office. Everybody's kind of – everybody's feeling the same way on the Monday. Be the all-star player. Bring in some donuts for your coworkers. Some fresh fruit. They've got two bananas for a dollar. I don't know if that's at like every Thornton's, but it's at least the one by my house because I frequent it, uh, which is it's, – it's nice. You pan them a buck, you get two bananas, you get on, on your way out the door fresh. You don't get like the gross-looking ones that have been out for a long time. Every every morning fresh, and they've got breakfast sandwiches. They've got it all at Thornton's. You won't be disappointed. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll read it on air. It was, it, you know, you don't have, you got UK baseball and you got UK softball, both of which lost their series but not swept this weekend. UK baseball has only won one series in the SEC, which is mm, not ideal. Rough. But they've only been swept once, too. But still, it's a lot of two a lot of one and two weekends. Mm-hmm, exactly, uh, which which isn't ideal. But yeah, text line a little quieter. So so send them in. But Roush, you are right. Thinking all the way back to that Good Friday, there it, there was there was news happening throughout the day. Yeah, it was uh, the as soon as the show ended, we had uh, news about. Uh, the artist formerly known as Boss Man Fat. I guess he's still technically Boss Man Fat, but Kelvin Joseph was wanted in a murder investigation after police released surveillance footage uh, and saw somebody wearing a you know the vibe chain. And so they made it pretty clear it was, it was Kelvin Joseph, the, the Dallas Cowboys second-round pick last year. There was a fight outside of a club, and then later they showed a car whizzing by um, firing shots into a crowd of people and uh, one man died. Uh, apparently his attorney came out and said he was in the car, but it was wrong place, wrong time. He didn't fire any shots. So uh, I, I don't know what's going to come of that. He has not been formally charged with anything, but just Kelvin, uh, come on. You're an NFL player. No need to be, to, to be, put yourself in those potential situations. So, um, We'll, we'll see how that all unfolds, whether any more is going to come of that. But nevertheless, uh, not, not a great look for the former one-and-done Kentucky Wildcat. No, it, 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 his talent as a football player never seemed to be his biggest issue. Um, yeah. He thought when he transferred from LSU, you'd heard stories. When he got to Kentucky, you had heard some stories. You know how it ended. Um, he was He's a great player in the secondary. You hope the other stuff gets figured out, and you hope that it is true that he wasn't the one who pulled the trigger. But horrible situation. Too much violence yeah. in this world as is. More people just need to chill out, take some cornbread hemp. But, yeah, yeah. that uh, – I guess you got to wait to see if any more facts come out, but just the fact him him being in that car, not not good. Not no, good. no, not good. And I don't know if you can be charged as an accomplice or, or what what that might end up leading to. Um, but he he's in the thick of it, and and just speaking from a, you know a football standpoint, obviously that's not as important as the other. But um, you know if if 
if he's able to come back and play, hopefully this is a wake-up call that he needs to get his stuff together um, and, and get on the straight and narrow. He played in uh, 10 games last year, starting in a few. Uh, but, you know, I, I, even though he was the second-round pick, they're not going to keep you around long if you're, if you're that big of a headache. So, huh, you know, huh, if he if he does weather the storm, hopefully he, he can use it to get back on the right path and uh, – and have himself a successful career, but not a good look um, whatsoever uh, for do, Mr. Joseph. I do wonder, like talking from a, a legal aspect, it, it, I'm sure there's been situations like this and drive-by shootings, but like if all of them say it wasn't them, do they all just get charged with attempted murder? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like you know, I I wonder how that the what the legal system in that aspect does, or do they actually eventually determine, you know, are three of them like, Hey, it was actually him. And uh, you know, I, I wonder how that, how that unfolds from a legal standpoint, but they'll separate um, them. They'll separate them and get the truth. Yeah. But what if, yeah, I mean, you've seen, you've seen movies, TJ, they'll, they'll get them all to themselves. And then eventually one of them will crack and say who really did it. And then they'll talk to that person and make him feel guilty, and then he'll admit it, and that's how it'll go. Well, how you do it is you you know you set up. Hey, if you tell us who it is, you're yeah. you're not going to jail exactly. at all. Exactly. Um, but I just wonder if like real, and I'm sure there's been instances though, like where nobody's cracked or they had no idea who it is, but somebody's dead and somebody needs to be held responsible, and all you all were in the car. So I just wonder if what what they do in those situations. It's, it's a Right, it's a more of a Wednesday topic, just of like the legal system, than it is anything specific to Kelvin Joseph. But play stupid games, win stupid prizes, being in that car in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's old enough. He's old enough to know that with his setup, it's just not. It's just not worth it. It's never worth it. But especially mm-hmm. when you are set for life and your kids could be set for life and those kids could be set for life if you play your cards right and instead you're murdering people because who knows why dumb you're real dumb you're involved with people that are shooting out of a car where uh, unintentionally or unintentionally somebody died and i can't imagine it was too unintentional when you're just spraying bullets but um yeah, you, you hope that it wasn't him that took somebody's life, but you also hope that in the future he's he takes himself out of those situations. But I don't think a lot of UK fans look at him as like this near and dear favorite Wildcat of all time. Not Especially after dipping out with a game to go in the season. It's like you played this long and now you're just going to quit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre and it wasn't – and South Carolina had a good receiver that year. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like he couldn't have had – good tape in that game like it, you know his stock could have been improved it was weird huh. so i guess really games, really he weird he didn't do the bowl game either yeah bizarre absolutely bizarre it's so funny that some people skip the bowl game and i get it from like an injury standpoint but some do it just because like i'm going to get my training process started like seriously three weeks like, you can't you can't go three more weeks and in that case it was it really was three weeks because the that South Carolina game was in like December fourth, I believe, or something. Yeah, yeah, very, very bizarre. Yeah. Um, we we also had a lot of recruiting news, uh, including a commitment uh, that that happened Friday morning. Tanner Lamaster, tight end, who 
he, he was a standout at a UK camp last summer that I attended. And, uh, you know, Vince Merrow, he, he, he likes getting those big dudes from Ohio in his position room. And if you watch any of the Masters tape, he's a three-star guy, picked UK over Tennessee, Cincinnati, Indiana. Had about a dozen offers out there. Most of his highlight tape is him just like knocking the hell out of dudes <laughs> on, at the line of scrimmage where he's blocking down. They don't see him coming and just poof, uh, launches himself into somebody. Uh, six foot six, 220 pound guy. So uh, a, lot, a lot of tools there that Kentucky likes, especially if you're going to keep using this pro style system where you, you kind of have those interchangeable uh, tight ends going in and out that can block and, and, and can make some plays in the passing game. Uh, well, Master got added all while the Cats were, were hosting some talented guys. Carmelo English is a four-star recruit that Auburn, Alabama, um, you name it, this this receiver is – he's got offers from the best of the best out there. He was on campus last week along with four-star linebacker Arvell Reese, who it seems to be Ohio State is the leader for that Ohio linebacker. Uh, and then all the while, you're, you're kind of surveying the transfer portal. Um, the Kedron Smith decision, I expect that to happen this week. Uh, and, and it looks like Kentucky's in a good spot there. You're just kind of waiting for the, the T's to be crossed and the dies to be odded in that situation. Um, the dies to be odded, the eyes to be dotted. <laughs> uh, and that was, that was a pretty good one too. I don't know if any of you caught that. I, I caught it as it was coming out of my mouth. I was muted, <laughs> but I was cracking up. <laughs> uh, and then we're also starting to see the early, uh, portions of the transfer portal with guys going out now that spring practice is over. I, I this I guess it was one of those stories that came out while things were busy, uh, and, and I, I didn't realize it. But there's there's a deadline now for entering the transfer portal. You can accept transfer portal guys, you know, whenever. But if you want to play football this fall, you have to enter your name into the transfer portal by April first. So all departing, outgoing players. Got to put their name in there by May 1st. Uh, and, and we saw the first UK guy uh, submit his name. That was Ernest Sanders, bigger wide receiver, originally from Michigan. I think he would be a third-year guy, um, but has all you know all four years of eligibility. They had slid him down a tight end, I think, towards the end of the year. He was also, I think, one of those uh, frat party guys. Um, so it ended up he, – he just kind of got buried in Kentucky – focusing a lot more on speed instead of his athleticism. He's one of those dudes that had a bunch of highlight dunks where he's a great athlete, uh, but doesn't necessarily have the speed that Kentucky wants at wide receiver. So he's the first to depart. I, I could end up seeing another receiver um, departing. I, probably the way Stoops alluded, I, I would think three to five guys departing um, after the spring to make room for, for more guys. But um, I admittedly have not done the math on every single player to do the number crunch. Um, but Kentucky's going to get – if they can get Keedron Smith, they're going to get at least one more cornerback. Um, and then from there, I, you know, I, I don't know how many more additions, but there's a, they're at least bringing in two from the portal late, uh, maybe more. So uh, we're, we're going to see some departures here in, in, in the coming days. Okay, a lot to take in there. The I, I could have sworn UK already had a player named Tanner Lomaster, but maybe I'm just thinking of Preston Lomaster. Probably, uh, yeah. For what, for what it's worth, I, I'm. If the staff's excited, I'm excited. Kind of feels like a Steve Borden player. Uh, I think it's one of those things where 
I, I wasn't – I could see him being in this recruiting class. I'm a little surprised it happened in April because he does have a lot of the tools you like in your tight ends, but I would have thought they would have waited till the end to see if he's going to be a take because they could pursue other options. Yeah. And or, to not- or maybe they just wanted this like momentum right now, and maybe he ultimately might not be a take, but they hadn't had to commit in a yeah. while. And then you got Louisville fans. I mean, Louisville fans got really worked up over my pretty innocuous tweet where I wasn't even really calling them out. Um, but, you know, yeah. you, you just hadn't had Kentucky in the news in a while. So maybe that's why they decided to be the take. Because I thought, well, Master, we, hell, we had a graphic made months ago when he was planning on committing, but they got him to hold off. So um, maybe that's why I thought he already committed, just because we expected like, it to happen yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Maybe that's- yeah. What what was your what was your tweet again? My U of L friend reached out and was like, "Roush really riling up U of L fans today." I just said, "When you can't re- recruit Kentucky, you naturally recruit California." Oh, or, yeah, that was that was a little haterish. It was a little jelly. It seemed like, but I I, I wasn't really making any sort of because they're recruiting well right now. Now, do they? Will they, you? What you will need to do is if they have a string of decommitments, you'll need to retweet that. And yeah, definitely, definitely. But like, it really is. It's me just noting how odd it is. You can't recruit your home state, so you go to twenty five hundred miles away to start recruiting. It's just a bizarre. I, I I still don't know what to make of it, how they're doing it, and how it's going to last. So uh, it's just it's just different. And I was just I was just shocked how how fired up they were. They're like, oh, well, I'd rather recruit California than Kentucky. There's better players in California, I think. Like, of course, they're, they're, there's the, uh, 10 times as much of the population in California. Of course, there's going to be better football players. It's just it's just bizarre. They got all riled up over it. I saw Vince uh, quote tweeting somebody, quote tweeting me about Ohio kids. And so I, I, I can see that being a thing where UK just kind of wants to Get a little bit of that mo back on the trail while they, because uh, they're 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 still playing this class a little bit more. That they, they've got more lines out there for some big fish, but uh, yeah, I, I did. I wouldn't say bizarre because I think this little master kid is pretty solid, uh, but he he's he's just solid tight end, and you you do need some of those athletic game changers as well in there, and he's definitely of the the Justin Rigg, Brendan Bates mold. Sure. Yeah. And and you are right that if if UK feels like there's a number crunch and they're worried about him, but he but there's a reason they took him. They've been interested mm-hmm. in him in a long time. And it also could be a situation where, hey, is he at the top of our big board? No, but he's somebody that really wants to be there. He'll be a good culture guy, good locker room presence, works hard, stuff like that. Uh, that can go a long way with sometimes with commitments and whether or not they end up being takes or not takes in those situations as well, which is a good reminder just in life, people would rather be around pleasant people. And that's always mm-hmm. uh, a, a way that, you know, people that work hard, bring the best out of folks, all that good stuff. Uh, I want to ask more about Keydron Smith because th- this I must have missed. Uh, so you think UK is going to get him? Uh, I, I, I'm feeling good about it, even though I have not heard – any more stuff about Smith since his visit to Virginia Tech over the weekend? I believe that's where he was uh, on Friday, Saturday. And this is the old Miss senior? Yes, the defensive back who played corner his first three years and then switched to like a safety position last year. 
And did he not play last year? No, he did. Oh, his old Miss page didn't have any stats. Uh, I guess they didn't update it. Some it was, some are weird about that. The yeah. last was the 2020 season. Um, okay, well, that would seem worth getting excited about, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially after losing um, uh, Vito. Vito Tisdale. I mean, it could be this, similar to Jacquez Jones' situation. Um, but, yeah, he actually, when he moved to safety, he had career highs and tackles. Uh, tackles for all sacks and uh, had a, had a, had a couple picks or picking two forced fumbles. So um, career highs pretty much across the board uh, for Smith once he made that move. And even though Kentucky's going to want to play more three four next year, TJ with Jordan Wright and JJ Weaver, you still need some reliability at that medium position, uh, particularly against teams like Tennessee that are going to just be pass happy all the time, or even his former team Ole Miss um, and Joe Williams. Big-time recruit, but he didn't play a lot last spring. He doesn't have a lot of experience. This dude's basically been a four-year starter. <laughs> he can add a lot to that position where, no, you're probably not going to get the same game record that you would have in Vito Tisdale, but you're going to get a guy that you can really count on. And when Kentucky does a lot of different things scheme-wise, uh, as far as alignment and, and different things of that nature, that, that could be critical to to just being able to trust your safeties to make the, the right decisions before and during the snap. We got to go to our break. Hour one done. Steve Borden, by the way, Mark Stoops' first commit when he took over as head coach. I thought it was Julio Haichi. No, Haichi was already committed, I thought. No, no. I'm pretty sure it was Borden, Sting's son. I'm pretty sure he was the first commit. But, hey, we'll figure it out during the break. little piece of trivia for you that Ooh. we don't even know if it's technically true, although Roush is wrong. I'm right. We'll be back. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. Oh, yeah. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. We're just getting started, bro. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Good golfing weekend. Great golfing weekend. Not so much today. How'd you play, Scoots? Uh, I was pretty consistent, so I played two rounds at Jeff Elks, which, by the way, you could find on the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. I was 47-44 on the front and the back both days. Isn't that crazy? You ever done that? <laughs> no, okay, I don't. I would I would guess no. I'd, I would guess no. I don't know. who Who's to say? Um, but that is that is pretty wild. But all in all, I did not play. Do you play. keep your scorecards? I uh, no, no. But they're what do you? Do you? Sometimes, I collect like little, small trinkets. Hmm. Not like a not like a troll per se. Um, like I, the, I I don't need to be gifted small trinkets to path. But I I do like scorecards. Uh, you know, like those like little pictures at weddings and stuff like that. Pretty much if it can fit in a shoe box. Uh-huh. 
but not always. Sometimes I just forget to keep the scorecards. But if I play a nice course, you bet your sweet buns that scorecard's getting kept. I've got my career best scorecard. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah? That's funny. Yeah. So will you like collectively keep your career best scorecard? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's so actually is, like... What is your career it, best? Uh, 84. Yeah, what is it? What 84. Is it, Not great. I'm going to break 80 this year. Wow. You heard it here first. Yep. You just need to play more part three courses. You'd be on the tour. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad idea to like have like a little like placeholder thing just for your career best scorecard. And that way, you know where it is, what it is. And then boom, you can just go out there. Uh, why don't you tell more people about the Big Exports Radio Golf Cart? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, under $25 a round. You yeah. can get it at BigXSportsRadio.com. It includes five great courses in this area. You've got Christmas Lake out in Santa Claus, Chariot Run, Old Capitol out in Corden, Valley View and Floyd's Knobs, and the Jeffersonville Elks. And, of course, Jeffersonville, all under $25 a round. BigXSportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. Well done, Scoops. The weather's, uh, man, it, it was a little chilly for your Easter egg hunting this weekend, but it's supposed to be in the 80s Woo. Uh, by this weekend. So, yeah, going to be a nice one. Um, going to be a real nice one. TJ, I did some research during the break, and I think we're both right. No. Yeah. Um, so, Borden was the first commitment. You, you were correct. Steve Borden was the first commitment officially on December 2nd. Haichi was the first high school commitment. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, Borden enrolled that January to be able to play in the spring. Um, and Haichi, he committed January 5th, which actually, he didn't do anything at UK. Um, but he was a four-star, and you get a four-star from Cincinnati, that at least, Stoops did a great job of playing PR early in his tenure. Great job. Yeah, so... Uh, with Heitch, I, I mean, that's when I was covering recruiting for like that year, year and a half that I did it. He he was fascinating. He was a super smart kid. He mm -hmm. could play the piano really well. Do you remember that? Yeah, and he had um, he had a music thing. I don't know if he was a rapper or he he like sung a little bit too. Um, he he, but, he he was more talented. Yeah. So that was like around the time when Brett Dawson had taken over cats illustrated and rivals. I don't know if they do it differently. I'm sure it's probably similar to some degree, but they tell the publishers, Hey, here's how much money you'll be making. Here's where we need, you know, here's what our subscriptions are at. We'd like it obviously not to go down. If they go up, you know, that's more money to work with, but here's basically your pool spend it as you'd like. If you want to keep all this for yourself and run the website by yourself, you'll make more money, but you, the content better be good. Like you better, you know, be still keeping people around or you can divvy it up and have a bigger staff. And that may, you know, any different way to make sure mm -hmm. uh, the website is successful. It's up to you how you want to do it. AKA you're the boss. And he had Derek poor, who is a photographer and he he, he kind of could see where things were heading in terms of like uh, new content and how people are going to consume content on, on sports. He wanted a lot of videos. He wanted to be picture heavy. 
and these videos that Derek Poor would make on Caps Illustrated back in the day were phenomenal. They were, I, I don't know if, if they're out there somewhere, but like go watch the Jaleel Heitch video. It was just really well done. Um, he, he was super talented and they, you know, he ended up going and doing some other, other work and other things, but that was, he, that was one of my favorite ones that he did was the Heitch piano video. I don't know if anybody remembers <laughs> that out there and random UK memory lore, but uh, yeah, good, good stuff back in the day. There was, there, there was no better like digital content team than Cats Illustrated there for that like six, eight month period or however long it was. Back when people were like digital content, huh? <laughs> It was when Bleacher, who was it, Bleacher Report, or who was it? Would it just be like the 96 best players ever? A yeah. slideshow. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I can't just click through 96 things, man. Like, come that, on. That was that was huge then. We were just big on posting people who shared like really dumb videos. Um, I forget the one guy's name who used to, I mean, they were the silliest videos, and we would put them on our website all the time. I wonder who it was that. Well, you're not thinking Kaj Ramsey, are you? Yeah, yeah, Kaj Ramsey. Yeah, we used to put those videos. Um, and then there was some guy. Uh, I, we were big on reaction videos, too. Uh, yeah. Do you remember really, the, what was it, the Lazy Tuesday video? Uh, I, 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 I'm I not aware of that one. It sounds familiar, but uh, the, the image does not come to mind. Yeah, talking about going to the basketball game against Florida. Yeah, it's, I don't remember. I think you'd recognize it if you saw it, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not all that great, anyways. But um, you know what was great was what? oh, do you have something? Do you want to? Do you have a direction you want to go? No, what was great? I, I I would like to know. Well, what was great? Well, and I, Justin, I haven't forgotten. I'll just tell you right now. But some of my friends that listen, they just think you should have like a five minute rant segment every day. Oh about anything particular or just a random topic just whatever is kind of on your mind it could be good could be bad it's just i, I feel and you know five minutes is a longer time it, than it actually sounds yeah. but i think people just want you to your opinions to be known more well, and you're not a UK fan, so sometimes you just can't contribute to a UK topic. So I think they just, even if it has to be forced, they just want to, I think people just want to hear what Justin has to say. But since you don't really have opinions on who was Mark Soup's first commitment and that sort of stuff, it can kind of box you out of some conversations. People want to hear more from you, Scoots. Well, I mean, and and that's fine. I mean, I'm fine being boxed out of conversations. I mean, I knew that when I signed up for this show that there were going to be topics that were covered that I wouldn't have an input on. But I, I feel like over the year and some change that we've been doing this, I've, I've gotten a lot better with my UK topics. But I, I don't know that I disagree with a rant segment, if we're being honest. I mean, I, I there are... Certainly some days that I come in here that I could go off on a two or three minute tangent about something random. Um, yeah, I, I, that's something we could look for, look for in the future for sure. That sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll do And That's the thing is that like is sometimes radio can, that's why we like the Thornton's text line is it can give people an outlet to vent and their opinion be heard and reacted to. And sometimes it's this radio show is great therapy, Roush, just to have two hours to come in and vent, talk about whatever else is on our minds. And uh, that applies to you too, Scoop. Hey, so, so we'll need you to do that as well. I have the squeakiest chair in America. I don't know if you all can hear that or not, but 
it's I haven't cool. heard it. I haven't either. Good. I, I will make me feel better. I will. I'll start my rants right now, TJ. How about that? I am today. I am unhappy because it is Dingus Day, and not one of you has said Happy Dingus Day. It is my day. Nobody, not even not a texter on the text line, not either of you clowns. Nobody has told me Happy Dingus Day. So I'll tell myself, Justin, Happy Dingus Day, brother. Yeah. Oh, this is awkward. We had a surprise twenty-minute segment to end the show where all the guests that's ever called in KRC were going to say Happy Dingus Day to you. Wow, I guess I got you. But we now, have girls, TJ. Got your girls. But now that you have such a reaction, I think we're going to have to cancel. Yeah, it. cancel yeah, it. I don't. I don't want it. Day. I don't want no pity. Happy Dingus Days. Happy Dingus Day, and also I forgot to do the lottery on Saturday, which has now wow. marked two times that I've forgotten in back-to-back times. I Ooh. did get it, did get it Wednesday, although unprovoked, the lady just printed four numbers on one ticket and one on one, and not under no instruction to do so. And in the four, she printed the four one off first, so it wasn't like she just accidentally printed one. Maybe she had the wrong number on the four, but I was like, well, no way these are winning. What this is? What is this? Yeah, this is a good omen. I um, did uh, win. I got. I won five dollars on my Easter scratcher. Ooh. That's huge. Yeah. Did Duke find all the eggs? Oh, man. He found so many eggs. And the thing was, too, is when we went to the Easter egg hunt that was hard-boiled eggs, he just wanted to eat the hard-boiled eggs right away. He freaking loves them. And it's like, all right, we got to – we can't just eat eggs all the time, buddy. Yeah, gotta, what was your – what was your – uh egg fart take that you had on Easter morning? That that was – that was crass. Yeah. Pretty crass, but yeah, I basically spent all of Easter mass holding in my farts from eating hard-boiled deviled eggs the day before. Very gassy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I told you what was good to see or what was great or whatever, whatever it was uh, to start mm-hmm. this segment before we went and, and had Scoots go on whatever tangent he just went on. <laughs> um, only, only kidding. Do you see the pictures of Leonard Miller at UK and his UK at uh, the UK jersey on as they do as recruits? Yeah, looks good. He was wearing it. Yeah, good job, Leonard. That jersey really isn't that bad, folks. It looks good. Like you can't tell me that the pictures of Leonard Miller. It's just like that's not a that's a it's a good looking basketball jersey, and I know that we're gonna supposedly be seeing new ones. UK is gonna be unveiling new jerseys this summer, I believe. But, and there is no mistaking from 2017 to 2022, all in these jerseys, no Final Fours. Yep. So there you got to, you know, and, and I'm all for switching up the jerseys every so often, but all the, all the outcry, the, the UK jerseys, they look sharp. He looks sharp in them. Sounds like if he decides not to play G League basketball, he will be playing his basketball in Lexington from the sound of it as well, is that it's really UK's top priority of bringing in a player in terms, yes, that I, I think number one priority is Oscar coming back or is it Sharp coming back? I don't, but you, you, besides people on the team and working those things out in terms of transfers and recruits, he is the player that they would like in Lexington more than anybody else. I can't understand. I, I really... I don't know how much money the G League offers, but it would just seem like a dollar and cents thing of like, hey, here's much how much money they're saying they're going to pay you. Here's how much we feel confident you being able to get 
from nil. Oh, and our guy at Porsche is going to throw in a Porsche for you too. I know Kentucky technically can't do that, but you can wink, wink, do that. I, I don't, when UK is going against the G League, I felt that same way with Jaden Hardy, although the uncertainties of nil were a little bit greater in the Hardy recruitment. I sometimes a relationship at another school just wins out. I, Scooch, we kind of touched on this last week, but I can just never understand how G League can ultimately win out versus the college basketball experience. So if it truly is a G League versus Kentucky situation, I know he was, was he considering TCU or was there one other school that he was considering? I could be mistaken, but. Yeah, Leonard Miller. I could it's, be. Uh, Arizona is where Arizona. he's visiting okay. today. I want to say like he he went from one place to the next. Like if you if it's lo- losing a kid to a college is one thing. Losing him to the G League, that really shouldn't be a trend if there's like one outlier or some kid really hates school then what can you do about it? But the college experience is so much easier to sell than the G League playing in front of nobody playing on games on TV that nobody's watching. So if they really want Miller as much as it sounds like they do, you got to get them. Like, go find a way to get them. And so far, that hasn't always been, uh, or at least in recent history, hasn't been the case for Calipari back when, you know, he wanted a guy, he was going to go get him. Now it's, who knows? Who knows? And and that that's in areas of change, as everybody kind of screams change, that's one good area of getting the people that you want. Supposedly, they're super high on this guy. Then bring them aboard. If it was a grad transfer and it was UK's top priority, wouldn't we all have the expectation that UK should land them? Well, if this is the person they want the most, I hope that they're able to land them, Roush. Yeah, uh, same here. Um, just to go back to the uniforms, though, because I'm hung up on them, the blue ones look so much better, uh, even though I'm very anti-wearing blues at home. We don't see the blue enough. We, we I, just don't. I agree with you. I, I wish that like UK would do a Cowboys thing where they just exclusively wore blur, blue jerseys unless they the other team was like wearing blue jerseys. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cool. Like, like the whites would be like super rare to see because I do agree with you that the blues are just significantly better. Now, some people would argue like, but could that be overkill for them? But I, I love nothing more than the blue jerseys in March, which generally means UK is an underdog, so you don't get to see them as often but yeah there's nothing better and the and the ones with the checkerboard look good if they're gone that's fine it's probably time for it regardless but those those were those were fine jerseys uk's had worse aka the parachute shorts yeah yeah um i i don't know like you know we we saw the pictures of Warren miller but we still haven't gotten the uh report like ooh, he was good he had a fun time on his visit we, we just haven't heard uh uh, much from that since then, but we did at least get to see Case and Wallace and Chris Livingston some in that Jordan Brand Classic Friday night. Just Case and Wallace, he's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, really going to like Case and Wallace as a player. Chris Livingston's one of those where I, I'm I'm not sure. You know, I, I, I'm not putting my chips all the way in, but I'm pretty confident that Case and Wallace is going to be awesome at Kentucky. Yeah, some of his playmaking ability and athleticism. Uh, it's fun to see. Looks like my dog's about ready to break into my office, too, which may make a noise. But, yep, here we go. Good morning, Abe. Good morning. I mean, he's getting in his chair. 
and he's sitting down. Yeah, um, Wallace is going to be special. Just let him – you know it's going to be hard to Roush is if I'm Calipari, November and December, it's the Wallace show. You keep that ball in your hands, and it's going to be so hard maybe in some of those big games not letting Wheeler kind of do playmaker stuff. But Wallace come another – just imagine him what he could be in a year as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Work towards that and get to that as quickly as possible because uh, he he can do things that just 99.9% of college basketball players cannot do. So he, he can separate himself in that area. And I'm starting to get more excited about Livingston the more tape you see on him. Again, I'm not going to events and seeing him in person, so I'm only given what's out there. And the more you do these all-star games, the more that there is out there. And I'm starting to get excited about him. I just you, – you think about whether it's Toppin or Livingston or Miller. And my little rant about Miller, if Toppin comes back, I personally probably wouldn't be heartbroken. But if it's true that UK really wants that dude, I, I do think the expectations for UK head coaches is to be able to more times than not get the people they want. I don't know if it's Toppin insurance or if they're starting to get nervous about Toppin, which, by the way, I am. I'm nervous about Toppin leaving for what it's worth. Not transferring mm-hmm. to another school, but going there and an NBA team being like, well, he broke our fer- our vertical record. Um, <laughs> right, is, right. Uh, like, and he's, uh, his, he's of good pedigree. Like his brother is an absolute freak. Well, so, yeah, we're going to hey, <laughs> What's that? So somebody's been at the racetrack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> horse racing has been on my brain, but it's true that like people could fall in love with his potential. Why wouldn't you? That's what we have kind of done as UK fans. And we've wanted him to get more time and more minutes. I would not be surprised in the slightest if an NBA team fell in love with Toppin and he was gone. So I don't know if Miller is more insurance in that regard, or if it's just, they really want both or or maybe they even like Miller's potential more than Toppin. I don't know, but um, I'd be all right with either one. But I think you do probably need one or the other based on on the sound of it. Um, what else do we have? Uh, I, I did want to say the Friday, you're talking about transfers, the Big Blue Nation stirred something up. And, man, it was so funny, so funny to see Twitter just – stir up Drew Timmy transferring to Kentucky stuff. And I I think that there was a little something to it at some point that it could be possible. Like, well, if he doesn't just say, I'm done with college basketball and go pro, he could. Good team up at Kentucky. And I, I, I wanted to see it not only just to – making Drew Timmy to Kentucky a possibility would be so much fun, not only just because he's a really good basketball player, but – TJ, the 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 people who like cry, we need to shoot, we need Nate Oates to come in here and shoot a thousand threes a game. And like having Oscar Shebway share a front court with Drew Timmy would make those people so angry. And yet you cannot, you you can't be actually angry that Kentucky would have a m- multiple time All American join your team. So it would be such a people would be. The heads would explode. They really would because it's just like, wait, great basketball player. We want to be like Gonzaga and be really good, but oh, he's a big man. We we can't have more big men. Ah, it, oh, this the 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 conflict within the BBN would be 
at an all-time high, and I would just be – it would be the perfect uh, perfect off-season story. Perfect off-season story. I, I, for, I honestly had forgotten about – like that's just how long ago Friday seems to me. Um, I had forgotten about that. That was hilarious. That was just like a, a organic, hilarious movement. I know Matt Sack played a, a role in it, but that was – that was good stuff. I like that he acknowledged it. Drew Timmy did. He had the tweet of like, hey, it's not April Fool's Day. And I hate admitting that like I was talking myself into how much sense it made. Like what more can that <laughs> dude do at Gonzaga? He's played every team in the WAC 97 times. Right. And NBA teams just don't love him. Like NBA, he's not going to, he's not going to, his NBA stock is not good and it's not really changing. Um, so it, if you could make a financial case for him to go to Lexington for one year, like people at Gonzaga would love him forever as is like he, he went to a national championship game, nearly went to an undefeated season and Lexington's just a bigger stage. Basketball's a crazier deal there. I think Gonzaga fans could admit that not that it's necessarily has to mean it's a better program, but it's just the, it's kind of the New York Yankees of college basketball in the sense of how coverage and people are talking about it every single day there's truth to that so I was getting myself to the point where I didn't think it was going to happen because I knew it was just all made up um mm -hmm. but then you had the Kyle Tucker tweet where like there was a brief flirtation and maybe that's what it was we're like hey this actually could make sense no it's too crazy to do it but it'd be amazing I wish it would have happened and I do think that there should be you can't, I don't want the U of L fans to get all triggered, Roush, but I'm about ready to say the tampering word. But, like, who's to say? Why not go just – go find – why not go after some of the best people in college basketball and just see if you can kick that can and if there's going to be any movement? Because even a great player at Baylor, they could win a national championship. They could be a high draft pick, but it's still not Kentucky. It's, it's still not – are you trying to play in front of 23,000 fans? Are you trying, well, not for the bad games, of course, but uh, for the big games, are you trying to play on ESPN each and every night? Are you trying to have people want to interview you every two seconds? Are you trying to be a rock star as you walk across campus? There's probably some superstars out there that would want that experience at UK. We've seen several of them come to Kentucky. Reed Travis was uh, an all-conference player, Obviously, Oscar Shibway put up really nice numbers at West Virginia, although kind of started to get squeezed a little bit with playing time. So I wouldn't I while it was fun, Roush, I do think there's like I don't I wouldn't mind if Kentucky actually did kind of reach out to him. Right. And I wouldn't mind if they started doing, you know, the, the the flirtation with Kofi obviously last year was nice. Do that. That no player should be too big. Yeah. Uh gold standard. And at some point, that's going to – I mean, UK did lose a player to UCLA who took them to the Final Four. That's big program to big program. Yep. But at some point, that is going to happen. Like, Duke's going to have somebody transfer to UK, and it's going to be an absolutely huge deal. Or the alternative, which – like, what if Sharp's announcement wasn't that he was going to the draft, but he was transferring to Duke? That would be – honestly, <laughs> it would suck – but just the like getting to kind of see the reaction, that would at least be a, a slight sl silver lining to the whole ordeal. But what if that was? He just like like made a video, even like a, a video. He was like at Memorial, you know how they do sometimes. And right, right. He's just like well, brotherhood. Hey, did you know he, he's in class? He's registered for classes. 
I didn't see that. Yeah, which I mean, you can for like, for drop summer? and add classes at any time. So yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't. I don't think that's evidence that he's coming back. You just your advisor tells you to register for classes. Oh, you, here it goes again. People are going to start getting excited. Don't get excited, folks. Although I do, I am wondering like why what's taken so long for him to just declare. Yeah. <laughs> Even just to throw his name in the ring. Yeah, that that I don't get. I don't understand. Scooch, should we take our last break? We should. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea. We'll do that right now. This is Kentucky Happy Dingus Roll. Day. Thanks. Happy Dingus Day to our buddy Scoots. It's Dingus Day on Kentucky Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1458. Hey, Reed Shepard, name all the Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Everybody freeze. Everybody down on the ground. Well, which is it, young feller? You want I should freeze or get down on the ground? I mean to say, if I freeze, I can't rightly drop. And if I drop, I'm going to be in motion. You see? Shut up! Okay, then. When you get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll feeling in your bones, put taps on your toes and get gone, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, a little shoe shine. Welcome back, one final segment. Roll call here on Big Action 961 F 1458. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Antonio Reeves visited as well, right? Isn't that right, Roush? And then it was. Yeah. Adam Miller, who is not visiting. Um, so Antonio Reeves came visit, came and went, no commitment, at least publicly. Mm-hmm. So don't really know what the situation is there, but clearly seems to be a player that UK wants to bring wants to bring in. I don't the role is still, I guess, anybody's guess, but I would guess maybe a Davion Mintz role. Uh, that that would seem to be maybe the logical fit there. And if he plays a Davion Mintz role, it's an amazing addition. Uh, the mm-hmm. question is, would it be a Kellen Grady role? And would you be okay with that? And that's the difference between a starter and one of the first players off the bench. But he did not commit, so on we go. On we go. Out, trying to figure out what UK's roster is. I bet you this week we hear Oscar Shibwe's decision, uh, and it should be a positive decision. And UK will have commitments this week. Uh, maybe I don't know who, but I think this this could be a much much more active week. Is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would agree to uh, that. Did you uh, did you watch any USFL over the weekend? I did. You're- I did not. Uh, heard that Awesome again has struggled a little bit. I heard that. I, I did. That was happening during Easter Sunday, so I missed that part. But I did enjoy the the opening game. On it was weird having the Fox announcers, and it was also airing on NBC. And so you had like the Fox announcers with the Peacock up there. It was bizarre, but it was uh, it wasn't bad football. It wasn't bad football at all. Um, you know, you had your fair share of turnovers and stuff like that. But it was uh, 
it was in general like you know i'm not going to make an appointment television but not bad football not bad football it, it helped that the first play of the usfl was an absolute bomb down the field that was completed and i think both teams scored on their opening possession so um so you know not bad not bad for spring football yeah i i did not watch any of it not even a, a second uh, duffy was punting no yeah, and his game got rained out, like stormed out. It was inclement weather in the area. So who's he play for? Okay. But I'll I'll probably yeah. Who does he play for? Uh, Pittsburgh Maulers. Oh, okay, that's my team. second team. Tampa Bay Bandits are my first oh. team. They play tonight. Well, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to pick a team then. That's something I'll have to figure out today. I'll uh, I'll probably keep an eye out for it. I I agree with you. Maybe not appointment television, but if it's on in the background, it'll. It'll catch my eye. And then that I, I didn't get to watch as much NBA playoffs as yeah. I would have liked, but the ending of that Celtics net game, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Oh, and the I I'm they might be advertisers, so I'm not going to put them on blast, but I was just stopped. We we were gonna pick up a pizza on the way home and it took forever, so I had to listen to it on the radio. I was very upset that it, carry out pizza was that difficult of a task. Because I wanted, I was listening to the final fourth quarter, and uh, I heard Brooklyn storm out and storm back to take the lead. Uh, I did not realize how many middle fingers were flying from uh, Kyrie Irving, so that that made things interesting. Yeah, uh, br- briefly, how do we feel about that? He's a dude. Oh, I love it. I especially because if I'm Boston and he's reacting that way, I feel like I'm accomplishing something you know his reaction is only throwing fuel on the fire so i love it it's it's going to make things even more testy than they were before the series started justin what did you what how did you feel about it i i just i'm not a Kyrie guy i don't agree with pretty well everything he does i mean the guy thinks the earth is flat for crying out loud so i I take everything he does with a grain of salt but that wasn't very classy that's this isn't. I don't know if that really applies to this situation. Well, I mean, in, in terms, um, in well, terms I of, it, I guess it kind of does. It, yeah, I mean, in terms of this situation, I don't agree with Kyrie here either. I mean, it's you've been playing basketball your whole life. Gotcha. Fans have been mean to you your whole life. Um, why, why in the last year or so are are you showing that you have to retaliate? You know, I I, I just think it's classless. Just show some class. Well, he really, he really didn't like his time in Boston and. Um, I, I like it. I just feel like there's no way it doesn't get out of hand to some degree and then it won't be so funny. Um, but like, I, I've got no issues with it. I don't, you know, I I think people that throw the middle finger are goofy. Like, Oh, I'm so mad at you. Here's how I feel. Um, but I, you know the chirping back and forth is fine. I, I just worry that like a line's going to get crossed. Somebody will throw a drink on them or something. A lot, you know, some some idiot fan will do something, and then it, it won't be so funny at that point. But for now, not too bad. Like you know him hitting shots yeah. and turning around and like chirping with a fan—that's hilarious. Uh, his some you know some of his language and actions maybe not kid appropriate, but I personally like the back and forth. <laughs> Same. Same. I, I love it. It makes it fun. And it also, um, many people made this point, but it was appropriate that Kyrie was basically single-handedly trying to will his team to a win, and the Celtics made like five passes in eight seconds 
to get the game-winning layup from Tatum. So ultimately, I, I, I think the Celtics are going to win that series, and I'm just excited to watch all of the the hijinks unfold. I think the Nets are going to win that series. Yeah, no, a little I friendly just, wager. I couldn't disagree more because Ky- Ky- Kyrie and every one like they, Kyrie and KD were playing about as well as you could, and they still couldn't get the win. So yeah, KD yeah. didn't play defense yeah, on the last they, series, but they but they nearly. They they nearly got the win. Uh, that defense, though, in that final possession was great by the Celtics to get the ball back. But um, yeah, I would I would make a friendly wager on that. And you're even up one. I, I'm I'm going to check out the juice. I wonder what the juice is on that. As is, may bet it tomorrow. But yeah, I'd do a, I'd do a friendly wager on it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Check out the juice, and we'll investigate. How about we get to this Thornton Stexon five zero two. 414-1450. That sound good to you, TJ? Sounds good. The show has flown by. Have mm-hmm. you all picked a USFL team? I'm going to New Orleans Breakers. Yes, it's better than watching the NBA playoffs. Um, I haven't watched it, so I guess I can't confirm. I, but I don't know if, if I would say better. I do think that I, I enjoy just regular football. In, in the middle of the game in regular football, much more than NBA basketball, because uh, I'm very old manish and I'll just wait and turn on the fourth quarter. I could not get into the the Bucks versus the Bulls that happened after that game. I was like, gosh, this is just bad. Partially because the Bulls stink, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to watch the, the 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 bad football. I think is better than bad basketball, hmm. but that's just me. I, I think you can make a case that I, I think the middle, I got what you're talking about, the middle. Like NBA games, it just almost feels like, all right, if this game does matter, it won't really matter till the fourth quarter and all mm-hmm. this is just kind of like window dressing. But I enjoy watching basketball, so I don't mind it. And I'll mm-hmm. at times enjoy watching football, believe it or not. So uh, we'll watch football from time to time as well. Mm-hmm. I'll pick a team by the end of the show. I'm going over it now. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, this is probably fair. And I think it was a Kyle Tucker tweet about the if Emmanuel Quickly and Maxi and Nick Richards had gotten an NCAA tournament, they would the the Calipari narrative could be different. Yeah, we've we've said that. And, and it shouldn't even be like seeing Maxi and Quickly have nice NBA careers. Uh, it more in, you know Nick Richards has done okay. Yeah, but, Maxi went off the other night too. Thirty eight points. That was awesome. Yeah. He's amazing. He's an awesome, awesome basketball player. But like, we don't, it, it doesn't need to be a revisionist history sort of deal. At the time, we knew that, and people should have known that. Uh, it was a team with good guards. It quickly could go off. Maxi could go off. Uh, you had one of the better bigs. We didn't think it was going to be that case, but it was. And, and Richards, and it was a good team. It, it was certainly a team that could have made a run. Now, could they have also been upset? That's March. You never know. But I think it was a team with that guard play that was poised to do a lot of damage and maybe even win it all. Yeah, just give some butts, candy and nuts. Am I right? All uh, right, Justin. If you added the grandma's fart scene on podcast during break, you have all my props. I, le- I legitimately laughed so damn hard. Oh, my goodness. I was legit in tears. So I can't take any credit for this other than pushing the right button because that was a rejoin coming back from a commercial break. So it was already built into the podcast. I didn't make the drop, but I did hit the right button. So I can only take credit for that. Let's give it up for Justin hitting the right button. Yeah. 
Yeah, great Dingus Day. <laughs> Even though that was Friday. Um, uh, Texter on the Thorns text line says, the only people that were ecstatic about the gambling bill not passing is bookies all across the state of Kentucky. Sounds like I'll be with my bookie for the rest of mankind. Just hilarious, really. There was a There's a guy, a horse racing handicapper, who tweeted me, and he said that one of the 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 Lexington rep state senator is actually very anti gambling as well, which is just shocking to me. I mean, I, I don't know where they would have voted or not, but said that that person is on their way out. But imagine being the representative of the state's second largest city and being anti money. It's just a wild concept. Like the thing is that there's part of it that is funny, but then it's not very funny at all, you know. Mm hmm. It is like funny that it's actually the reality of our situation, but then it's then it's instantly not funny. Now and then you get your biscuits steamed. The more you think about it, yeah. a texter says on the Thornton's text line, "The bass on Grove Street indeed does bump heavily. If you played that song on some subs in high school, you'd easily be the coolest kid on campus, leaving with your windows down, driving." And then it cuts off. I'm not sure. Driving um, away, I think. Driving away. Gotcha. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the subs? And did you ever have subs in your car? I, I can see Scoots having subs. No, I never was a I sub guy. Too. Scoots, were you a subs guy? I was not. Actually, you all want to. I, I had them in the car. Go ahead. Or, like, I, I would go in cars with subs, but never, never had them in my own. You all want to know my best car experience of my life? Actually, this will tell you how much I didn't yeah. have subs. So my first car was a 1979 Chevy Impala that did not have a – or it had a radio, but it didn't really work. I could get a few AM channels here and there. So I actually had a boombox that I kept in, like, my middle seat because we had the bucket seats in the front and the back. So I kept a boombox in the middle seat so I could listen to radio while I was driving. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Seventy nine Impala too. That oh, it was had awesome. To be a freaking boat. Oh, dude, it was all. I got in a wreck one time when it. The other car was totaled. My car barely had a scratch. It was pretty awesome. Because <laughs> you've been in more wrecks than I've been in a lot. Yeah, I'd like like that's. But only only one my fault. Yeah. No. Oh, only one. Tell that to the shovel. <laughs> the texture says absolutely hilarious how the NBA has held out Paul George from playing with COVID, but he can sit on the sidelines in the arena. Literally laughable and beyond idiotic. Oh, I, I thought the same thing too, TJ. I, I'm sure you weren't paying too much attention during Bachelor Weekend, but it was like you're gonna. First off, we're still testing people for COVID, and secondly, if he's sick, then why is he at the game? And and he wasn't even – they didn't make him throw a mask. They didn't make him do anything. He was just sitting on the sideline like he was hurt. It made no sense to me whatsoever. Oh, COVID policy doesn't add up? Yeah. Tell me more. A texter says, TJ, how was the nightlife in Lex? I, I, I recapped the weekend. You, you know, at our age, Roush, and our and our status, we don't do too many – so I told I told my weekend story to start the show. Make sure you go back, you listen to the mm -hmm. podcast brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Which TJ, I got my Cornbread Hemp over the weekend. Uh, enjoyed some of the extra strength gummies on Sunday. Great way to recharge, uh, get the batteries ready to rock and roll for Monday. Got a great night's sleep. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Promo code Big X to check out. You'll get 30% off, 30% off 
at cornbreadhemp.com. We love our friends at Cornbread Hemp. It is, and they've got 420 specials, I believe. And uh, they always have specials, but that big X code, that 30%. It's the best of the best right there. It goes a long way. A texter says, Dugan drinks Milwaukee's best all the time. That isn't surprising. (laughs) Yikes. I think I've actually seen him drinking one too. (laughs) The beast. The beast. John here. Good morning to all. I had a great Easter weekend. Saw the movie Father Stew, and it was pretty good. You might want to check it out. It just looks too sad for me, John. I just I don't like movies that I just know are going to make me sad at the end. So I'm good. Um, hey, have you guys ever been to Bubba's 33? Tonight is their grand opening where I live, and I will be going there to do a food review. They have a Dickie V pizza, and it will be delicious, baby. <laughs> I hope. Let's go. Monday, freaking fun day. Well, that's all I got with great catching up. Talk to you later. They uh they were used to be a sponsor on Justin's old show. They were pizza, burgers, beer. <laughs> yeah, and John, by the way, that Dickie V. I've never been to Bubba. So I've been to Bubba's hundreds of times. By the way, John, if you get the Dickie V pizza, if it's a twelve inch, a dollar that goes to the Dickie V Foundation. If you get a sixteen inch, two dollars goes to the Dickie v, to the Dickie V Foundation. How about that? Wow! Wow! I guess it's oh, the v, v Foundation, not Dickie B Foundation. Yeah, just the V Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Well, John, let us know how it goes. And thanks for texting in. As always, the texture says, is it true Sharp only has a week to declare for the draft and still hasn't? Or am I being a typical UK fan and believe in everything I see on Twitter? Hashtag Timmy Tom. <laughs> when is the deadline, Roush? <sighs> I do think it's it's fast approaching. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, let me look that up while you read the next text. Yeah. Okay. Cause I felt like you all had an article on the timeline. Um, April 24th. So yeah, that's, that's when you have to declare Put your name in. Yeah. Wow. That's earlier than I, I thought it was. Yeah. Maybe they, uh, it's probably a, a new deal that like college coaches were pushing for or something with all the transfer portal changes. Yeah, but I just feel like the NBA would be like, well, we you, we don't care. Declare whenever you all would like. Like, Well, I mean, uh, to some degree, you got to get people to the combine and figure out that sort of deal. But, yeah, I, that's interesting. All right, well, <laughs> then it, it really could kind of beg the question, if he, if he ends up leaving the 23rd, like, why? And if they're doing it, to show like he was pretty conflicted if he even wanted to do it or not. Yeah. Then that that's I'm not going to get bothered by it because it's not worth getting bothered by. But that's just not going to be the right play. Like it it will just it, that that will be another part of this that was potentially mishandled. Not that it really needs to be a big deal. And I did think about that over the weekend, Roush. That like UK is potentially in a position to have the national player of the year come back. And I think more people are focused on Sharp. Like, UK fans, if you would have five years ago said, hey, just wait. In five years, UK is going to have the National Player of the Year, and they are going to return for another year. Nobody would even buy it. Nobody would even believe it. And they would be over the moon excited about that. So I do think more attention needs to be on the Oscar stuff. But the Sharp stuff is – you wish Cal could speak truthfully on it. You know, just let it all hang out. 
Just got to let it all hang out. Happy Dingus yeah. Day, Justin. Have a... I don't know what those are. Pio and Paxi. and some sake. sake. What's that, Justin? Uh, beer, and it looked like a little... The, the Pio is beer. Paxi looked like some sort of donut, Danish sort of thing. It's a, like a, yeah, it looks like a donut. Like, like a, a fried donut. donut. And yeah. I think oh. it... Yeah. Looks like I need a little bit more culture. Far as sports, you guys worried at all? Cal and Soups will be eighteen million combined by twenty twenty seven season. No, we're Kentucky's going to be making so much money from the SEC network by then. That's just a drop in the bucket. Yeah, my unless like Mitch Barnhart lying or good at high, I, I'm pretty sure UK is doing just fine financially, yeah. even through the pandemic, which people were worried about. Uh, UK didn't let anybody go, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, I'm not mistaken. Although, uh, Nick Mangione, uh, things aren't looking good. They play uh, at, at Louisville tomorrow. Maybe we can have KRC Day at the ballpark if it's a nice one. Oh, I would like to. I forget. Gosh, I knew it was, I, I knew that was happening. Yeah. I wonder what the weather looks like, too. A texter says, John here, and the UK could win that game. I wouldn't be surprised. UK, I think, has been slightly more competitive than I thought, but it's still just like there's – it's not good enough to draw any buzz to UK baseball, so what are we even doing? That and that was my whole point and decisions that were made last offseason, but it is what it is. They're an okay team. They're just not a great team, it doesn't seem, or at least not, a, not at this point. No. Uh, John here again. They're, again, one more thing about baseball. If they can just start winning some series, they've got Vanderbilt this weekend, so it probably won't be that Yep. If they can just start winning some series, you can be 500 or even below 500 and still make the in the in your conference if your conference is the SEC and still make the make the tournament. But you gotta you can't be that far. So yeah. they're five and ten in conference. That's gotta that's gotta get better. Gotta yeah. get better in a big way. Uh, John here again. Gosh darn it. Happy Dingus Day on this bright Monday, Justin. And for what it's worth, I like the Warriors in the NBA playoffs. I would really like to see Steph Curry and company get another ring. Hey, Justin and crew, who do you have? We'll got to go talk to you later. Well, I took the Nuggets plus six on Saturday night. So I had a big fat loser in that one, unfortunately. Would have won I'd, a nice parlay if that one would have hit. I'd like the Suns, Devin Booker. See him get one, give Chris Ball one. Be nice. They're, I, they're a good team. They're I think, a good team. I think the Bucks go back to back, John. Oh, interesting. They're tough. They are tough. I, I, I'll I'll go with the Suns as well. Oh, I still haven't picked a team for my USFL. There's only eight uh, to choose from. Uh, Winter Miller plays. <laughs> Winter Miller plays so well on the perimeter and shoots the three ball so good. I can see Cal playing him at three with Oscar at the five and Toppin at four. Miller and Toppin being able to switch on D and guard multiple perimeter position. Cal loves those long big guys that can. Guard on their perimeter and block shots. Talk about driving the Matt Joneses of the BBN crazy. Start a 6'9", 6'9", and 6'10", front court, and their heads will explode. But you also got to factor in Chris Livingston into that equation as well. Um, but I, I do think, to your point, his perimeter shooting does give Cal Perry more options there. Uh, I just have a tough time believing Miller and Toppin would be playing basketball on the same team next season. Um, unless somehow Toppin ended up in the G League and Miller went there in UK. Well, and also don't really see a scenario where maybe UK wouldn't have either one, but I, I wouldn't worry about him playing with Toppin. 
Gotcha. I could, and I could be totally wrong about that for what it's worth, but I, I get it for like, like selling Miller. It's kind of hard to be like, come here and play backup to this guy who's yeah, and also Livingston's going to be fighting you out for spots too. Like mm-hmm. at that point, it would be pretty like somebody's getting squeezed big time. It wouldn't even be enough minutes to go around situation. Uh, where if you have both of them, I then well, where if you have Livingston and then one of Miller topping, I think they're shareable minutes where everybody I think can be happy too. Um, but Miller, it's a interesting shot, but it goes in and it goes in at a high clip, uh, assuming you know those numbers are accurate. So it'll be interesting. I think you'll hear some movement on that, and we'll we'll get a better idea about what the future of UK basketball looks like. All right, that's it. Anything else? Anybody? Um, I don't think so. Have a great day. Go Happy Dingus Day. Lunch, two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Happy Dingus Day to Scoots. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big X. Roll Call. Justin Hale.